This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by the Smooch and Grope Drive-In Theater. Conveniently yeah. located in... Schwinksville, PA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad. Woohoo! PrisonDad.com. Got lots of things and stuff on there. But we are here to talk to you this week about... Scary movies! Woo. Scary movies that are actually scary, and some that aren't. Yes, we're going to talk to you about movies that actually scared us. And yeah. let me tell you people, that is not easy, because I watch horror movies on a regular basis. Right. And I'm so used to all the tropes, and the standard things that happen, and the standard jump points. Like, mm-hmm. you, would, you wouldn't even believe it, but there are still some movies... That make me not be able to sleep at night. So 80% of this podcast is going to be different material than what we discussed on our summer slasher flicks. Right. Because slasher movies really typically aren't scary. Yeah, they're usually more fun, right. I so would say. We're barely or talking right. about any of those at all, you know? Right. But let's let's jump right into it, and let's, let's go back in the Wayback Machine to 1999. Way back to 1999. And let's talk about The Blair Witch. The Blair Witch, yes. So, you can talk about The Blair Witch, because I had a different experience. <laughs> the Blair Witch, to me, wasn't actually scary. The ending was not scary to me. What was scary to me was the lost-in-the-woods feel. Yeah. And the they wake up, and there's their campsite's been messed with, and one guy is gone, and the other guy goes crazy, kicks the map in the river, and... Those are the elements of the Blair Witch to me that are scary, and we're talking about yeah we're obviously not talking about the new one because we haven't seen it yet no and we're not definitely not talking about Book of Shadows I don't even I watched that one and I was like huh what the who I when it came on once I thought it was like a joke like someone was posting like a joke thing and I was like (laughs) I was like oh my god they really did this it's really that bad. Oh, uh, yeah. you give that executive, you know, corporate executive that film and see what he does to it. Basically. Mm. I mean, the thing that, the concept behind the Blair Witch is, that's scary, yeah, is, like, it's that whole, like, when people are out in the woods or out in nature in general, right, we have a lot less control and a lot less familiarity. Now, I'm not speaking for everyone. There are people that go camping on a regular basis and people that live in the woods. Most people are not those people. So you, We're suburbanites. Sort of, yes. You sort of lose like a lot of your control and normalcy just even being in the woods. Not having a can. You know, right. You don't have a can. You don't have GPS that works. You don't have a car. So you can't get out of where you are quickly. So, you know, even when everything's normal in the rest of the world, like the woods is creepy. It just is. And then you add sort of that supernatural element of haunted woods, haunted by a very evil witch, and people getting disoriented. Right. And people imagining things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that concept is scary. Yeah, so to me, there were scary parts of the Blair Witch. Now, it wasn't keeping me up at night, but the general concepts of it, I thought I thought the Blair Witch was scary. Yes, I unfortunately had the experience of watching it with my bratty cousin, Polly, who made fun of it the entire time. So even if I was trying to be scared, that was not going to happen. Paul, I think Paul, as much as I Paul him, and, I and your mom both do this thing where when they get scared, they start making jokes as yeah, a defense. Yeah. So no offense. I mean, that, people de- deal with stress in different ways. They do. 
So, and, and also, my cousin Paul is a brat. He really, <laughs> I love him dearly, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. Let's talk about a movie. I've never seen this next movie. Yeah. So, so you thought it was pretty scary. I did. So and we're um, talking about The Conjuring. Yeah. So the first Conjuring. Um, so all the Conjuring movies are sort of based on real life um, ghost stories, really. Okay? Right. And and I have to say, you know, I was raised Catholic, and uh, I believe in ghosts, and the whole concept of ghosts totally freaks me out. My mom has said that she's seen ghosts, and I believe that that's possible. Um, so these movies are really about, like, very evil sort of Dude, One place I lived in college, every picture we ever took in that building, there was that, like, he, that like you know, like, the hue, like, the light. Yeah, the, like light. the light. Every picture. And we, that was film back then. Yeah. Film. Film, yeah. So, like, and I've been to New Orleans, and I've gone on the ghost, ghost tours, and I love them. I love a good ghost story. Like, that's one of my favorite things in the world. So this was a really good ghost story because it's actually based on a true account of some folks that uh, lived in an old farmhouse. Um, apparently they were the Perrin family. Perrins, I think. Um, I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but essentially, uh, you know, they lived in, they moved into this farmhouse. Um, it was a mom and dad and two girls and um, their dog. And they moved in this farmhouse, and it was, it turned out to be extremely haunted because many people had died there. Um, so the whole thing was supposed to be about this witch named Bathsheba. Now, that part is not really totally true, but it was super, super creepy. Um, and it's so, and then there's these two folks, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were real ghost hunters in real life. And so they come out to try to help the family deal with the uh, paranormal issues. But I just thought it was super scary because, you know, look. Old farmhouses are creepy. Yeah, they are. Even if nothing's going on, there's Angel's just like cousin this creepy lives in one. vibe. Yeah. Because, you know, people live there generation after generation. Yeah. So, you know, somebody died there. In this case, many people had died at the house because it had, you know, been owned by the same family. And so people lived and died there. And you kind of have like that draftiness, right? That you, the air's coming from places you don't know because it's old and you might have like a real creepy basement, right? That people used to use for canning. So there's like, yeah. So there's like lights that don't work, you know. Dirt floor basement. Dark. Yeah, I knew someone with a dirt floor, floor basement. basement. Yeah, we had one in my in the house I grew up in. New York. In. That's probably yeah. Oh wow. In Orbindale, we, it was owned by the Crap family, who were inventors of the toilet for real. I'm not even kidding. Um, it was a super cool old house. But it was creepy, right? Because we had like the clawfoot tub, like all that stuff. We had this room space in the living room that was always cold. And it was right in front of like the fireplace. For no reason, it was just always cold. It's metal. You know, it, it was super creepy. But like, so when I watched this movie, I totally got that vibe. And it was like a mom with two girls, which my mom was with my sister and I. And my dad had to travel a lot when we were kids. So it's got that whole vibe of like, wait, what's going so, on? So you're, you had a connection real? immediately to this yeah, because of totally. that. That's cool. Um, but it, and it's just well done. Like it wasn't cre cheesy or over the top with like monsters and stuff. It was just like, Hey, it's a mom with these two girls and you know, it's two girls, which little girls can get hysterical. So how much did they see that was real and how much wasn't? And then, you know, but, it, but everybody's scared, you know? And I think, and they really capitalized on it. The, the next two movies in the series were also good. Annabelle and then The Conjuring Part 2, which I just saw last weekend, which is about a haunting in uh, Great Britain where this girl was sort of possessed. Oy. Dang, that was that creepy. But anyway, these are just fun movies, and, and they really did scare me because it reminded me of a real experience that I had. Because my biggest problem with horror movies in general nowadays is that they're a PG-13. Like, yeah. I grew up in the 80s, all right? 
Hey, grow up in the 80s, your horror movie, that was rated R. Yeah, well, apparently they wanted to rate this one PG-13, but the people... Oh, this one that, was R. Yeah, it was oh, R cool. because because there's nothing really violent in it, but the people that rated it said it was too scary, and no matter what they cut out of it, it would still get an R. It would still get an R. Because it really is. I mean, it's it's based on a true story, and you, and can, you can make how... If you make a good R-rated movie, you can make it profitable. Um, Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you I saw mean, that coming. Right, well... I mean, Deadpool is Deadpool just genius. Deadpool saw Yeah. But um, anyway, this is a fun fun movie, uh, but be prepared to probably be a little bit scared. Yeah. Because I was. Let's talk about uh, another scary movie, uh, The Ring. Yeah. And we're talking Damn. about... Bo- both are scary. I mean, the Japanese yes. one is definitely scarier. Yeah. Let me just tell you, if you like scary movies and you want to be really scared, go watch the Japanese version yeah. because it will really terrify you. Yeah. I mean, they have like no holds barred on this stuff. Um, I'm going to talk more about the American one just because I literally didn't sleep for two days after I saw <laughs> it because I was seriously scared someone was going to call me on the phone and say seven days, which I later found out one of my really good friends, Nicole, went to see it with her friends and they called each other after and said seven days. And I was like, that is so mean. Like, I wouldn't have slept for an actual seven days if someone did that to me. We, we were but, doing it all the time after we saw it. Oh, we, like, every single I, person we knew, we would call them. That would sca- that would have scared me because I was. But we really didn't have scared. cell phones, so there were like parents like picking up landlines and being like, <laughs> "Your mother's like Jeff, it's for you." And they're like seven days, and she's like, "Yeah, tell what? I'm going to church. What do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dad would pick up and be like, seven days. I don't have time for this." <laughs> Oh, well. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, so The Ring, right, was really scary to me because it was that whole concept of, like, what if it was real? Yeah. Right? Like, what if it wasn't just a movie? Like, what if the whole purpose of the movie was to put this film in the middle of it that would actually replicate this sort of evil ghost virus who goes out and kills people? Right. And then the only way that you could get rid of it was by killing somebody else that you loved by making them watch this. Like, how yeah. awful is that? Like, the only way you can get out of being killed by Ring Girl is to cause somebody else to die. Right. So effectively, like, you become a murderer or you're killed. Yeah. You know? Totally and scary. So scary. And, like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about, like, lots of hair, and especially, like, lots of black hair, and especially when it's wet. It's nothing scary. Like, <laughs> when that girl's, like, crawling around and you can't see her face and it's just, like, all this, like, dark, long, like, knotty hair. Like, not pretty afro hair or, like, fixed hair. Like, no, like, nasty, stringy, dark hair. Like, ugh, damn. It's so creepy. You're not sleeping tonight, are you? <sighs> Maybe not. Sometimes, sometimes... I'm gonna block my number and call you when I get home, Sometimes, you know, honestly, <laughs> sometimes, if I'm, like wake up in the middle of the night and my TV's on, and if it's ever, like, gone to snow or something weird's going on, there's a little teeny part of me that's like, if that bitch comes crawling out of my TV, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so let's see some fun facts about Seven, uh, I'm I'm sorry, The Ring. The Ring was, um, bought for a million dollars. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Japanese. A million, a small loan of a million dollars. For some people, that's not a lot of money. I mean, some people, that's, that's a great, a great (laughs) amount to get started in life, to buy, you know, a few things you may need. Like a golden toilet. For me, I would have a completely different standard of life with that amount of money, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's what they paid for, the Japanese, the rights to the Japanese. Yeah, it's interesting, because in Hollywood money, that's not. A crap ton of money. 
funny. Yeah. This, <laughs> and they made a. They, I know they made the Ring Two, and then this yeah. this year Rings nah. came out, and or maybe it's coming out. Yeah, soon. it's coming out. It hasn't come out yet. Uh, come I on, might just watch it. I don't know. Come on. Come on. The first one I really liked because it was like, you didn't really know, right? And Because I, I saw it when it first came out in the theaters. Part of me was like, I don't really know if this is just a setup and I'm really going to die. I mean, I got over it, but I was really, really scared. For the first few nights, I, I slept with the lights on and the TV off. Usually I sleep with the TV on. I've TV been on. Kind yeah. of an insomniac since I was 13. So, yeah. um, Wait, do you yeah. sleep with the TV yeah. on and the eye mask? Sometimes. Interesting. I'm a weirdo. I like noise. It's better since I have my dogs, but when I was living by myself, I slept with the TV on every hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Chris Cooper was yeah. in the movie at one point. And Chris Cooper's Training. scenes were completely cut out of it? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And apparently, like in the Japanese version, the tree that they show grows a fruit called the Samara. So mm-hmm. that's where she got her name from. Yeah. So. Pretty neat. Yeah, I was always wondering, like, where did she get that name from? Because it seemed like such a weird name for, like, rando farmers to name their adopted daughter. (laughs) Who knows? Who they brutally murdered. But anyway, that's pretty neat. Um, Yeah, super scary. Another scary movie. And uh, what's what's interesting about this next movie is the scariest things um, don't actually happen on camera. No, they're just talked about. So we're talking about Seven. Seven is a, it is a terrifying movie when you sit and you think about everything oh, yeah. that John Doe does. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely terrifying. Every murder was more and more like horrifying than the last. So like, Seven is obviously, if you don't know what Seven is, go to yeah. Redbox right now. Yeah, and nor, Right I'm, now. I don't so, care if you're sitting in your basement in your underwear. Go. If you haven't seen Seven like, and you like horror movies or even like intelligently made movies you're super missing out but it was very disturbing i remember i was like literally depressed for like three days after i saw it because it just really makes you think like what is the value of life and is there one and is there any hope for humanity to like not suck (laughs) it was when you're looking at his notebooks that to me is scary Ugh, like all just, those notebooks, like just everything written, like so close together, like, it was like front to back. Yeah, like the whole, the whole like concept. It's very well written. It's very creepy. It continues to surprise you, and it's absolutely horrifying. Like each murder is based on the seven deadly sins. That's the only part that I'm going to give away, but because you should seriously see this. Yeah. But like every murder is so carefully thought out to like bring out, like, the worst part of that sin and right. just, like, amplify it in the most disgusting way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and, like, the people that are chosen for victims, like, they're not evil. So it, it's just sad. It's like they're random people that just are chosen to, like, exemplify, you know, the, the sins that, you know. But anyway, it's, it's beautifully filmed. Yeah, it, it rains greatest. in every single scene. And even like. even it, like it was still raining in Chicago when they filmed it, and they even added more rain too to because it, yeah, it's, even it's more. so dark and yep. sad, and even like the hopeful characters in it just seem sad. But it stops know? raining when he turns himself in. Like that's right, when it, yeah, right, that's right, when right. It, it stops cutting off his fingerprints the whole time. Yeah. And we're definitely not going to give away who the killer is because no. just for those like uh, you know. There'll be like 500 people that listen to this. Like, 
there's got to be like 50 people at least that never saw it. And I, I don't want to give that away because it's a very familiar face. And it's a it's an excellent movie. And it's a movie I can watch over and over and over again. Oh, for sure. But the, yeah, yeah the ter- and it was actually written by a guy who went to film school at Penn State, which is my alma mater from mm, undergrad. You. And he was working, um, what is that? Like at a video store, I think, right? At a video store. Um, no, at a Tower Records. And he was right, and he just wanted to break into f- film, so he wrote this and he submitted it to a friend of his who was a writer. And the guy got it bought, and the people that bought it said, uh, "This is a great script. We're going to make your movie, but you probably should go get some professional help." <laughs> and I have to say, I kind of agree with him because if you really have this bleak of a worldview, like you know, maybe it's time to like go have some champagne and chocolate and go hang out on a beach for a little while because. Is that, that kind of is that the Kristen kiss? Is it the Kristen T kiss method of re- relaxation? Yeah, you know, or maybe like a really good cup of tea and a bubble bath. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not all that bleak. I mean, there's bleakness. Like I went to law school. I learned about a lot of horrible things that happen in the world. So I'm not, I'm not coming from a place where I don't understand the horrible possibilities of the of the human range of behaviors. Because trust me, I do. Um, but that, not all people are evil, and. Yes, we sin, but we don't all deserve to suffer horribly. Right, exactly. But yeah, all right. Seven is is awesome. Just Seven it's is, an awesome movie awesome. anyway, but it's, it is it, really it is, is disturbing. Yeah, it really is. It's great though, for sure. Now, this next movie unfortunately has been tried to be remade and sequeled about a gazillion times. There's a yeah. TV show on right now about it, and, and we're the- talking. Most of the sequels and other things sucked, except for, everything. Except for the funny one, which I forget what it was called. I have to go look that up. I think Leslie Nielsen was in it. He's yeah, great. what's that called? I like laughed look so hard. Anyway, we're talking about The Exorcist. We are talking wanna, about The Exorcist go because detail and I'll look up the name of that. Cause I yeah, can't think so of the, the Exorcist, right? So I was raised Catholic. My mom was studied to be a nun. Um, she's an awesome lady. But she told me when I was a kid, she had gone to see The Exorcist and she said it was like the scariest movie that she'd ever seen. My mom's like a tough cookie. She doesn't mess around. You know, yeah, she's she's tough. She's a strong lady. She's brave as hell. She, you know, she and my dad were social workers in the inner city in New York. My mom had to deal with all kinds of shady stuff. But she's brave. But she said this movie really, really scared her. And she refused to let my sister and I ever play with Ouija boards or have them in the house because of this movie. So, um, but yeah, so The Exorcist, basically the the general storyline, for those of you who don't know, um, there's a young girl in New York named Reagan, and she lives with her mom, and she plays with a Ouija board and ends up being possessed. And so the whole story is about these two priests that are that eventually the mom finds and they're trying to exercise this demon named Pazuzu who's not he's not mentioned by that name in the movie but that's who it is. No, they um, in like the extended version. In, no, in this in uh, Exorcist 2. Right. They talk about Pazuzu. Uh. No, apparently I was looking online today cuz I thought they said it in the first one but they apparently they don't. Um I've obviously have seen the other ones. <laughs> um but we're not watching the show. I should say that. I'm not going to watch the show. I, the Exorcist Part 2 wasn't terrible, but the first one is is a million times scarier. And the first time I saw it, I was actually in college. They re-released it in the theaters for Halloween, I guess, and I was up at Penn State. And I went to see it, and I was so scared. Um, because, again, this is like a situation that probably not something that happens 
regularly. It probably hasn't happened in the world in years, but there absolutely were priests that performed exorcisms. Well, it's based off of an actual exorcism. It took six months. Right. Of a little boy that was, though. Yeah, Um, it was a little boy. Yeah, and like... It's scarier that it's a little girl, to be honest with you. I think so, too. And, like, it's, it's just a very intense film, too. I mean, there's a scene involving a crucifix that just blew my mind <laughs> it still freaks me out really bad whenever i think about it a lot um, of people died while filming it. it took them a year to film it a lot of people died while filming it a lot of, and for like unexplained reasons um and a lot of people got injured on set mm-hmm. and it's actually you know the injuries are actually being caught on film too and they added to some oh yeah so the suspense. mom at one point um they had her rigged up to like a like a harness. harness, and she's pulled away from Reagan's bed, and uh, she broke her coccyx bone. So Ellen Burson, who's um, that play, played the mom, um, she actually broke her bone, and the scream that she emits is is real, like because she was actually in physical pain. Um, and you know, it's just a really creepy, scary movie. I mean, you know, there's like green pea soup vomit, and uh, like creepy sounds, you know, because Reagan's possessed, so. They have this this creepy voice that wasn't actually um, Linda Blair vo- Blair's voice. It was another actress. Um, the makeup is fantastic, you yeah. know. And all um, the, there's so many effects in The Exorcist that nowadays are totally just like CG. But like, oh yeah, they had four air conditioners chilling the room like it was done, and it was like yeah, so twenty or thirty really below. Cold. Yeah, so like this the smoke coming out of their mouth like you would on a cold day is real. It's not. A special effect like they really were cold like that cold they actually said one day it snowed on set from all the air conditioners yeah. set up in the room before they got there so you know these actors really went through a lot of you know physical and and probably mental anguish apparently they had to have bodyguards for um for linda after she had filmed it for like the six months after because she uh because they were so afraid that um someone would have death threats because um, you know, there were, when this movie came out, so many people were really, really afraid of it. I mean, they had to have paramedics on site at some movie theaters because of the reactions that people had after they'd seen it. Um, and, and people thought, you know, in England it was, it was banned in a, in a number of locations and it was, yeah, repossessed. That's the one where they, it's like the fake version. If you see The Exorcist and then you want to laugh, go watch Street Possessed. It's just really, really silly. It cracked me up. Um, basically, it's like this evil priest doing a telethon with someone that's possessed. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Exorcist is just, it's a good, solid, scary as hell movie. Just yeah. You know, it's also just incredibly sad because it's a poor single mom yeah. and her daughter's like all she has and mm-hmm. her, they, she thinks her daughter's going insane and it's it's much more insidious than that. But yeah, she, tweet us if you're watching her. the TV show. Let us know if it's any good. If it's any good, yeah. yeah don't I don't really understand what they would do on the TV show, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked do, like, about the that in our fall. Exorcism? Yeah. Well, we talked about that in our fall preview where you know is it freak of the week is there a bigger bad going on is it gonna right. be the same one yeah so we we don't know and you know what i watch a bunch of other shows new shows um yeah we're what's up. too busy with luke cage yeah but well i think like the majority of the country finished luke cage except for us yeah oh, wow. i blame my child sorry sorry logan i blame my work yeah. <laughs> all right moving on yes uh the next movie physically scared me and I, 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 I kind of am a little ashamed to admit it. It's 
it's the first paranormal activity movie? I think it's the whole thing that, like, I'm not a deep sleeper. And they have all these cameras, like, set up in the uh, in the rooms and you oh, see yeah. like, one girl like you know just gets out of bed and just like stands there for a while and then like yeah, that's she's moving creepy. all around and there's you know stuff move around the house and there's other beings and stuff like that like in the, in the house and these cameras are catching all these things and you know they bring the Ouija board back obviously yep. yeah yeah this combines a bunch of scary elements right because yes. it's kind of a ghost story but it's also kind of a possession story yeah, yeah the, both. right yeah and, you know um and you kind of don't know what's what's happening right you're kind of not getting like a full narrative story because you're only sort of seeing what the camera on this mm-hmm. couple tracks and right. it's not it's not a polished looking film it's one of those like found footage type movies exactly. so it's not yeah. you know and it's like two actors that's it not a whole lot yeah she's like a friend that on. comes over at one point i think you know there's a couple there's a couple other people here and there but people. um but yeah it's pretty creepy because you don't you don't really know like the other thing about it is you don't really know if it's like a real issue at first or if they're just until they set issues. the cameras up and stuff right yeah because she's not working she's kind of around the house she's moving this house she's got like a hot yeah. mess like is she just crazy and right or is there something else but obviously going on? obviously you know she's not just crazy because right. you know they they made a franchise out of it. I never saw any of the other movies in the franchise. I did. Some of them were okay. Some, eh. I think there's four, I want to say, at least three. There's a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, anytime they get a good concept, right, they're going to want to go it. with it. And I yeah. know this movie made, like, a lot of money, so, but, you know, it really taps but into... But it was good, and it was scary, and it was like, it was like, I remember Nicole and I watched it, and we were, like, yelling at the TV, and, like... Yeah, it taps into like it taps into like a lot of primal things. Like how well do you really know the people that you live with and love? How well do you even know yourself sometimes? What the heck did you just buy? Like the house. Right. You know, is is there something always going on that you're not fully aware of and some people are more attuned to it than others? What goes on in everybody's house when they're asleep? Do you really want to know? I don't know. So far as I know, Stephen King said he still sleeps with blankets on because he still believes that if you leave parts of yourself out from under the blankets outside of your head, a monster might get you. So, I don't know. You must have cats, because I know that's what happens to me. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Stephen King, let's hit up a a double dose of... Of Of uh, King stories. Of our favorite scary Stephen King movies. Yeah. Now, a lot of Stephen King movies, unfortunately, are great. You know, they're great stories, but the movies do come off a tad cheesy from time to time. That's but true. let's talk about two of our favorites. First one is The Shining, and we're not... And we're talking Nicholson Shining. Yeah, we're talking Nicholson Shining, which I do know from being a huge Stephen King fan. He was never a huge fan of it. But I, I think his criticism is well-founded. To him, the story wasn't really about a man that already was crazy that went somewhere with his family and then got crazier. It's about a man who is struggling with addiction. So it really was supposed to be a story actually about Stephen King and what he went through when he was, you know, addicted to alcohol and and cocaine and and how he got over that. Um, And and when you read the book, it's it's extremely painful and and horrifying and sad because it is about like that about addiction. And you, you do get some of that from the movie, like when Jack Nicholson's going and talking to the guy, the bartender that he like imagines in his head and it's like right. that whole f- like feeling of being someone that was an alcoholic and then you stop drinking but you always know the second you go back to it like you're hooked and then you're done and once it gets you like you're not yourself anymore and and so the house is sort of like 
or the hotel, hotel I'm sorry, yeah. is, is sort of like a representation of that addiction. And, and so I feel like it's we all saw you this, or you'll you know? overcome it. I feel like we, we all saw it. Like when we were kids, like I feel oh like we, God, we yeah. all saw this. It's so goddamn scary. There's so many like the scenes in that movie that's the end, like, still. Because the book. I read the book, then I was yeah, like, no, "Whoa, no, it's not. It's not. It's completely different." Yeah. yeah. There's so many disturbing images in that movie that you know totally give you nightmares. That old lady in the tub, like, oh god. Ugh. There's times like when I'm at a hotel and I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, please don't let that old lady be in the tub, please. Nice. Oh, so scary. And like the poor little, poor little kid, right? That he, he can sort of see the future and, and, and he has like an imaginary friend that warns when things Tony, right? And that poor little kid, like, you know, riding around in this little, what do they call those things? Power wheels? Big wheels. Big wheels. And mm. he runs into the, the murdered twins and he doesn't even know what to think. You know, he has that little look on his face. So scared, you know? That scene has been spoofed in every single possible... Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's so iconic. There are so many things in this movie that were iconic, from the way that the hotel looks, that hedge maze, like, how stark everything is, and empty, and, like, cold, and, you know, all that snow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, all the snow. Ridiculous amount of snow. Piling up on the side of the building. Hey, did you like my joke in the email to you, when I was like, The Shining, yeah. I love when The Simpsons covered The Shining, and they said you had to call it The Shining, because otherwise it would be copyrighted. Boy, you would be sued. (laughs) I, like, I typed it right, and then I was like, nah. And then, like, because I knew you were so busy at work this week, I would be like, Oh, my God, no, I was totally laughing. I thought I said that when I wrote back to you, but maybe I didn't. But I wanted our listeners to hear how funny I am. You are funny. I know. Of course you're funny. But, um, yeah, so The Shining... I think, you know, it's such a great movie for so many reasons, and even though it wasn't what Stephen King sort of envisioned, I think it still is super scary, and I always thought Jack Nicholson was cool, so to me, I didn't think he was as unhinged in the beginning as he becomes as the movie goes on, but I could see how he has a lot more quirks and and weirdnesses than probably the character maybe was intended to from the beginning, but, you know, you sort of see... It's so lonely and isolated, and he has nobody but his wife and his son, and he already had issues with his wife and son because of his previous bad behavior, you know, and and so they don't trust him from the beginning, right? And, And then he stops trusting himself, and he spends a lot of time alone, and he's supposed to be writing a book, but he's not really writing a book. And um, my aunt Chris and Uncle John have a famous story where when they were first married, they were visiting some friends at a farm. And my aunt Chris was, you know, really busy and doing a bunch of stuff in the morning. And then she finally went in to go use the bathroom. And my Uncle John jumped out of a closet at her and said, here's Johnny, and scared the crap out of her. That's really funny. (laughs) Right around the time that this movie came out. Um, But yeah, The Shining... Definitely um, check it out. It's got some really cool, iconic moments. It's, the filming is beautiful. It really is. Um, it's and it's cubic. just really scary. It's it's really scary and also sad because you see a family that almost had hope um, to stay together and, and make things right and fix things. And they went to the absolute worst place. <laughs> and, Imaginable. And I don't think the dad was really ready to take on that level of stress when he was still in recovery and, you know... So our our second in the double dose of Stephen King movies is It. Yeah. It terrified all of us as children. Yes. Why did we watch it? Apparently there was a study done, and It apparently, like, has 
had effects on like a whole generation of children and their dislike and fear of clowns. That's us, and that's our characters in our prison dead stories. Exactly. They all hate clowns too. Yes, I have to say, you know, I was always. I mean, when I was a little tiny girl. One time my mom dressed me up as a clown for Halloween, and I was okay with that. I think growing up in the 80s, but, all of our parents dressed us as a clown. Right, one at one point. But yeah. then, at some point, clowns just started creeping me out. I didn't like the whole... I never did. You can't, like, see who they really are, and they're supposed to be funny, but it was always, like, kind of violent funny and, like, creepy funny. And, creepy funny. And I just was scared of them. And now, like, and my dad... So, we probably said this a bunch of times, but my dad... When my sister and I were kids, he used to read us parts of it um, when we would go for our walks to Carvel to get a soft-serve cone at night, which... I he thought took, he said he read it to you as a bedtime story. Well, it kind of was, because it was after dinner, so we would go walking, and my dad would read He'd us... He'd read while he walked? He would tell us the story. Oh, he would and tell some, you the story. And oh. sometimes he would read us passages, like, on the porch after we got home. <laughs> but a lot of times he would he would tell us what was happening in the book while we were walking to Carvel and back. Jesus. And uh, it was it was really scary, you know, but, but a lot of it, too, was scary because of, like, the context. So, like, one of the first scenes in the book, um, the little boy has to go down to get the paraffin for his big brother to make him the boat. And they had a, like a basement like we did where it had this light that didn't always work. And when you tried to turn it on, like sometimes it would turn off on you halfway down the oh, stairs. Right. So it was very much like yeah. my life. And, you know, and then there was an evil clown, which is just really disturbing. And, you know, my cousin Kathy like saw a clown on the subway the one day when she was reading this, and, like flipped out and had to call my mom and dad. Cause she was so scared. Like, the story is just scary. And then the movie, I think they did a, such a great job. Tim Curry, like, rocked it. He did. I don't think anyone could compare to, like, how. They're redoing it right now, you know, right? And scary he was. I do. I don't know what I'll think of that. Because um, I just. I think they did such a good job with the, with the first version. Because you could tell, like, everybody was enjoying being a part of that movie. And Tim Car- Curry was just so damn scary. You know, I didn't think any of the special effects were too corny and over the top. I think they tried to keep I it reasonable. I haven't seen it in a while. I just watched it again the other day. I saw, I I was saw like, it sitting out. I was yeah, thinking I was about like, yoinking like, it on my oh, way I'm, out of here. I miss watching this the movie. Like, or DVD? I want to see it. It's just DVD. It Good. Was like, That's what I have in my office. It was like five bucks or something. That's cool. I got on Amazon the one time because I was like, I haven't seen it in so long. I want to watch it. Um, but it's just, it's a solid movie. There's a lot of good actors, you know. Yeah. Like um, solid cast, yeah. I'm not excited for the remake. And seriously, if you're one of those people that are dressing up as clowns and going out and committing yeah, crimes, yeah, what the f is wrong with you? F- you seriously? Listen, I'm not even kidding. If I find one of you people, like I'm not gonna think it's cute and funny. I'm gonna no. kick you in the balls. Yeah. And if I get arrested, I'm gonna be proud of myself and I'm gonna high five the cop that gets me because I'm gonna be like, he deserved it. He and deserved next time, it. I'm gonna curb stomp him. Right? Because that's not okay. Curb so stop stomp. it. Stop messing around with little kids. Take your damn clown makeup off, you know, because it was based on John Wayne Gacy, who was this creepy asshole that went around in a clown outfit at kids' parties and then would, like, rape and kill teenage boys in his free time. So, like, Mm. that's who you're emulating. Take off the damn clown makeup because I will curb stomp you. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. We have a character in one of our stories, Curb Stompa, and it it cut out, a cardboard cut out of it. Yes, Les. It's a great scene. His mom is is, uh, messing with him. Yeah, I don't want any of your balloon animals, okay? I don't want to see any of your jokes where you, like, a million of you come out of a car. Nope. It's not funny. Nope. Please go away, clowns. Can we we stop talking about clowns, please? We can totally stop talking about clowns. Alright, so this next movie, I didn't particularly find incredibly disturbing, 
But I had two friends that, like, it really scared them. And so that's why I thought I should talk about it. My friends Shannon and Kevin were extremely scared by the Mothman prophecies. And this is a story that happened, took place, based on true events, about, um, oh, I don't know how to to say it like um it's like people disappear or yeah. something like that i only saw but show up once. far away and yeah they see you know they're, they're having strange visions and stuff like that and they kind of live like out in the woods in um like like northeastern pennsylvania there you go so, woods so I'm talking about they woods. said they had like trouble like driving home after they saw it and stuff like that and then i they really amped me up for it and then i like went and like watched it and i, I was I was like, okay, I could see how it would be a little scary, but, like, um, I could just, like, the fear that they told me, that they shared to me, um, made me go watch it, you yeah. know? And I can see how some people would be, would be really scared by it, but... I mean, Richard Gere was in it, so that... Yeah. In and of itself, that's pretty frightening. He's kind of... Let's move on to a movie that really scared me. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's Event Horizon. Yeah, that was some creepy stuff right there. Space. Sam Nell, we got some Lawrence Fishburne. No one can hear you scream. Um, yeah, so they they lost a ship, a spaceship in deep space. Right. Um, when they were testing on a new um, propulsion system, mm-hmm. they send this ship to go look for it. Which, do you really want to be the guy that has to go look for the guy that didn't come back from where, we, where he went? Because I don't want to be that guy. Because you know, you're probably not going to come back either. Just yeah. saying. You know. I'm just saying. There's, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. You don't know. Agree? Why didn't they come back? Either they're dead or they're crazy, more likely than not. And then as scary as, as the things that keep happening to them uh, on the ship, like things terrifying things keep happening to them with you know oxygen yeah, and turning on each other. Yeah, so a lot of scary things are happening on the ship. And then when you actually get to the denouement and you find out what actually happened to the other ship, it's even more terrifying. Yeah, it's super messed up. And, like, space movies that are scary are kind of really, really scary because, like, if something bad happens... Oh, like Jason happens, in Space. No, not that Oh, one. like Leprechaun Space. Yeah, that is pretty scary. <laughs> anyway, keep going. It's like, if something bad happens on a spaceship, you can't get off the spaceship. Nope. There's nowhere for you to go. Nope. Like, nowhere. Nope. You can't open the door and walk outside with a coat on. Like, you're done. There's nowhere to go. Whenever we see these... Um, Movies that you know, someone goes out on on the escape pod. You know, we saw it in um, A New Hope. You know, the droids take the escape pod down to Tatooine. We're well, right there by the planet. We saw it in the new Star Trek movie. They take the 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 pods. They go right to the planet. Every time they're going right to the planet. Hey, let me tell you, there's a lot of room out there. Yeah, there isn't sure. always just a planet like right there right waiting there. for you to. The thing is, like, yeah, in Star Wars and Star Trek, though, there's so many more. People in space. Yeah, so many that's more true, like too. aliens too. Like there's spaceships all the time. Event Horizon so followed the Firefly rule of there's no aliens. Yeah, it's like if you if you like get marooned on an island and you're Spock, someone will probably show up. Or I'm sorry, not an island, uh, a planet, and you're Spock. Probably someone's going to show up at some point because there's so many people out flying around in space. Like, but in reality, like in the United States right now. There's nobody else out there. Nobody no. can afford this. No. Maybe there's like one space shuttle a year or something like that that goes up. We can't even really afford that anymore. So if you're the only one out there, like you're the only one out there and no one can come get you. See, in space, 
No one can hear you scream. Right, right? that's true too. So Event Horizon definitely goes down as like, you know, much more. I know it's on streaming, uh, if you have Netflix, it's on streaming right now. A good, a good Halloween, Halloween movie. Yeah. Next one is a movie I never heard of, but you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so it's called The Strangers. I was actually so scared by this movie that I've only ever seen it once in my life. And I keep thinking about it, but then I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that to myself because it's too scary. Uh, basically, it's like Liv Tyler and her husband are like, they go to a friend's wedding and then they're spending sort of the weekend in like a cabin in the woods that her family owned. And instead of having like a nice romantic fun time, they get attacked by a group of creepos in creepy masks. And, you know, it's sort of like a night of terror and horror. And essentially it was based on um, the murders perpetrated by some of Charles Manson's followers for when they killed Sharon Tate. Um, when she was pregnant, which is horrifying and disgusting. And I don't think Charles Manson is funny or cool. He's a horrible person. But um, anyway, this movie is just super scary and disturbing and sad because it's totally based on something that could happen. That that did happen, you know, when you're just maybe going to spend a nice cozy weekend with your fiancé or your husband or your friends. And instead, some creepy creep shows that have been brainwashed by some nut job decide that they're going to torture and kill you instead. So, it's damn scary. Nope. 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 All right, our last on our scary list before we get to the not scary at all is uh, is definitely a terrifying movie. Oh, for sure. And it is a slasher movie, and it's the first Halloween. Yes. So, Michael Myers here, you know, we know the first off, we know the terrifying thing, uh, his mask is actually made from a, a William Shatner mask. Right, that they modified. And apparently modified. it was between that and a clown mask. I just, I was learning I that I think today. it's scarier that it's, it's not a clown That's mask. That's what they said too. Yeah. They said they tried them both and then everybody felt like the William Shatner mask was scarier because they dyed the face like white. Yeah. And then they dyed the hair like a darker brown and made the eye holes bigger. But because the mask was, like, expressionless, it was, like, he yes. had no feeling. And that, to me, is, like, the scariest thing about Michael Myers. Like, he never get any reaction out of him at all. Like, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't cry. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't talk to you. He doesn't want to interact with anybody. He just is relentlessly killing people. And not for, you know, in, in Jaws, at least... Sometimes maybe the shark was trying to eat something. Like, Michael Myers doesn't have to kill anybody. There's absolutely no reason for it. But that's all he wants to do. Also, if you're playing the uh, Silly Talks About Science Fiction drinking game, Chris did just mention Jaws. So you can take Jaws! a Jaws! I love Jaws. Jaws is not your beer. because it does scare me. But I've seen it so many millions of times that it doesn't scare me Jaws never scared me. Jaws scares me because it's all about, like, things that we don't understand. And, like, things that we can't control. All right, so... That can destroy doing, us. So, uh, Halloween, it was Halloween always... It was always Michael Myers. His, like... Me. His just stature, his emotionless. Yeah. He's just, he's you know, relentless. He's, yeah. not, he's, like, not human, you know? Yeah. He's something else, and probably fueled by, like, the devil or something in later stories, but... And the original one just fueled by anger and hatred and rage. Like, he just, that that's it. He just wanted to kill and destroy. Nothing meant anything to him. You couldn't reach him in any meaningful way. He didn't care about anyone, including himself, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he wears utilitarian clothes and you can't ever see the expression on his face. Yeah. You could shoot him and, and burn him and it has no effect. He mm-hmm. just keeps getting up and coming after you. 
Um, and it was super scary for me because, like, well, the first time I saw this, I don't know if I've told this story before. I don't think I've told it on this, but maybe I have. So I saw it when I was, like, a really little kid. And I forgot about it. But I used to always, like, be so scared of, like, the boogeyman. And, like, I remember when I was a little kid, I had this neighbor who was kind of a creepo. And he would, like, say that the boogeyman was going to come get me. So I know I saw it at some point when I was a little kid, but I totally blocked it. All I remember was, like, the guy in the mask and, like, the babysitter, you know. So, like, years and years later, I was in high school. And it was, like, around Halloween, and I was flipping channels. And I was hanging out with our friend Ryan. And I happened upon Halloween. And I watched it for, like five or six minutes and I was like oh my god this is real and Ryan's like what are you you talking about I'm like oh my god I thought I made this up like I've been so scared of this my whole life just like flashes of what I remembered you blocked it out yeah and I totally didn't know it was like a real movie so that's why it's even more scary to me because it was like my own boogeyman for so long like the when the little kids are talking about that I'm like oh my god yeah I saw this at some point and it's it was so scary to me that I blocked it out. You but, blocked it out, yeah. But you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I still we did watch tell it that story on, on the summer slasher. Yeah, we, we did might have, but, but still, yeah, it's it's some scary stuff. It still scares me when he's going after Jamie Lee Curtis, and there's just no, like, there's no human aspect of him. It's so that's so that that idea is so scary. Right. Like those people that don't have any empathy or a connection to anyone else. Like how dangerous and scary they are. You can't reason with somebody like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Pretty scary. So let's take this moment to transition to movies that aren't Not scary. scary. And while we're on Halloween, we should talk about Halloween Three: The Season of the Witch. Yep, I'm Which, probably, probably talking about this before. How many times is Mike Myers in this movie? Never. Never. It's all about evil masks. I don't. And some Chuck I, Norris wannabe that's like hanging out trying to stop the evil masks. I. I Whoever wrote this was probably on a lot of cocaine and thought it was a great idea at the time, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's terrible. Every Maybe time they play it on the Halloween, name. I'm like, no, why is this on? This shouldn't even you know why it's have on, the it's, same it's name. It's cheap to air, you know? <laughs> we could buy the rights probably. to... We should buy the rights to Halloween 3. And I'll remake it and it won't suck. <laughs> but we'll shoot it, like, in our neighborhood. Basically, it would still be better than what they did with the stupid masks and that goddamn horrible song. Oh, God. I hear the song. <sighs> All right. So that's our first not scary movie. The second not scary movie is a very recent movie. It's called The Witch. The Witch. The only thing that's cool about The Witch is Black Philip. So there's a, a black sheep. Ram. A goat. goat. There's a, a black goat. goat. He was cool. Everything yeah, else about this movie was terrible. It was just I kept like, waiting for it to be scary. Happening. And you know yeah. what? When like, doing research for this podcast, that came up on a couple lists. Yeah, I guess a lot of people said it was really scary. Everything I read about it, they were like, oh my god, it's so scary, it's so creepy. Again, I think the reason why you could see it as sort of scary and creepy is because of the whole like aspect of like the woods and nature this family that's sort of been rejected from the rest of society, so they're on the fringe, they're alone, nobody's checking in on them, they live out by the woods, and the kids are getting They wear away in the woods. Whatever. Yeah. So, like, that that's kind of creepy. Look, if I lived in the woods, I'd probably be scared all the goddamn time, because God knows what the hell goes on out there. But that's why I don't go camping. But overall, the effect was, like, not really scary. It was kind of about, like, how kids are jerks. 
which I guess is in concept kind of scary, especially for parents that have to deal with them all the time. But uh, wasn't really scared to me. Right. Yeah. Black Philip is pretty cool. Black Philip was especially awesome. when he like kicked people's butts. Yeah, he was just like, "I'm done with you, son." Yep, that's what Black Philip said. He was a goat. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. So the next oh, yeah, two movies yeah. are are, are, are supposed to be scary movies that we make fun of constantly on this podcast. So we're con- we're not going to spend a whole lot of time about them. No, we're just going to mention that the happening in the village are not scary movies. So the the happening, obviously, I think we even mentioned this like last week about how terrible mm-hmm. it is. Plants attacking people, not scary. The village, you know, uh, the village made me so mad that I threw a remote control across the room. My friend Kim and I were were driving from uh, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, to Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, and she was going to go see it with her significant other, and I was going to go see it with mine, and we were going to talk about it on the drive back to co- uh, back to school. So I drop her off, and then you know we like go to the movies, and I was like, "Wow, that was absolutely terrible." Yeah, like it was just like just such a fake. Piece of garbage they wrote in a weekend. It was to me like I kind of almost liked it until the end when I was like, "What the f? This is the stupidest thing I've ever spent any yeah. time watching." I can't even believe I sat through this. I think he tried too hard sometimes to make like that twist ending. Yeah, and objectively, it's probably not a bad story, but it was a goddamn annoying ending that I hated. So yeah. <laughs> It was supposed to be scary. It was not scary. It was, it was mostly scary. about how people are dumbasses. Yeah. And then uh, the last two things, we, we talked about these in our summer slasher movies, is that, you know, Every Nightmare on Elm Street. Except maybe the first one. Maybe the first one. But the one. rest of them, Freddy was just trying to be corny. They tried to make it's the new not, one. They tried to make the new, like, the new one kind of. The new one just. Or I should say, it's ugh, been like five years ugh. already. I wasn't scared by it. I was just no. disgusted. They really went into like a whole lot about him being a child molester, which really, I mean, in the in the original Freddy, like the idea was that everybody thought he did stuff, but you never knew for sure if he did or not until like the I later didn't need episodes. To know. No, but it was just you know he was a groundskeeper and people thought he did bad things to kids, so they killed him horribly. But you always kind of wondered like, did he or was he just you know. You know, he ended up being evil either way, but is that really what it was about? And then in the remake, it was all about him being a molester, which people that molest children should all just, like, be put on an island somewhere far away from anybody else, because there's nothing to do to make them better. Mm, incinerator. And then, uh, every Friday the 13th movie. None of them are scary. They're I'm not, sorry. They're Even not the first scary. one's really There's a couple of jump moments, but I think the jump moments Maybe. are more... <laughs> That it goes from silence to, like, really loud! Yeah. I mean, that that sound is always creepy. But once Jason shows up, it's like, eh, alright. Uh, He's just gonna slash some dudes uh, up. Or maybe do something hilarious, like, pick up a chick in a sleeping bag and just nail her against a tree a bunch of times until she dies. Like, he, he can't really be scared, because it's so ridiculous. It's like, oh man. <laughs> So yeah, so in summary, you know, I, I get a little nervous when all the horror movies that come out nowadays are PG-13, because I think it's going to hit a wider audience, but I want to see good, you know, I want to be scared, I want to have fun, you know, and I think that deserves that hard R. Um, yeah, I and, want, I'm really looking for, like, good characters, yeah. something spooky that could be real or almost real, yeah. you know, that, like, a, and a good story, you know, 
Like, that, give me a good story. Yeah. All right. Well, well um, uh, so happy Halloween month. Halloween month. And so I'm going to be definitely watching some scary movies. So if I find any new gems, I'll make sure to share them with y'all. Make sure you go uh, to our website and read our Halloween story from last year called The squirrel cane No! It's about a hurricane of squirrels that attacks our characters at their yes. uh, trailer park. Yeah. It's an easy read. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a couple pages. Uh, that's free under the free stories, or it's also mm-hmm. available in our Things and Stuff Collection 1. If yes, you want to read it under Kindle to. or your hard copy, mm-hmm. they're reasonably priced books. Indeed. So you can find that at prisondad.com. Check out our other podcasts and... Uh, stuff yeah leave some comments on our site and let yeah. us know what you think of our podcast or our stories yeah if there's anything that you'd yeah, like to know about audience. our characters that we might not have previously shared or any podcast that you'd really like mm-hmm. to hear us do i think next week i think we're gonna do um you know the rise of the r-rated superhero movie because you know they're coming you know you know we've been this week there was a ton of wolverine stuff out there all over the internet about the new Wolverine movie that's going to be rated R. Logan. Yep. That's my kid's name, so that's pretty cool. I know, but it's pretty be, cool. He's going to be just so like amped. like giant posters that just say Logan. He's going to be so amped for this R-rated movie that he's not going to see. he's not going to be able to see. Please. <laughs> Please. I'll just poor put like, the first bean. X-Men on and be like, this is it. Nope, this is it. Aw, poor Bean. All right. Uh, then we have events listed on our website, prisondad.com. Right. Where we have uh, October 29th in North Wales, Pennsylvania. We'll be doing the Fall Fest. I'm excited so. for that. It should be a fun time. Usually the weather's pretty decent. People are doing a run with their dogs ahead of time. So bring your dogs, the bring dogs, your kiddos out. Kids, yeah. Have so. fun. We'll be there. We'll say hi to you. Yep. So we'll be there selling some books, promoting the podcast and the books. And then we'll be at ChessyCon again in uh, Timonium, Maryland. Right. That's the Timonium. weekend. Timonium. That's for you, Dawn. Uh, and that's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Black Indeed. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're so we got our schedule. We were yes. taking a look at our schedule. And um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff and things going on. Yep. We'll have a table. So come talk to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's free hugs. Free hugs. All right. Hey, uh, until next time, stay safe and, yeah. uh, you know, avoid clowns. <laughs>